0: Welcome to Fuel For Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident that this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. So today's topic, I don't think that anybody has a lack of this. I think everyone needs more and more and more of this, and that's love, okay? This, it's not Valentine's Day, but we're going to talk about love today, okay? And um, the reason why is, is this. When you think of love, I think there's a lot of different things that pop into your mind immediately. You think of warm and fuzzy feelings. You think of first dates, first kisses maybe, you're thinking of maybe uh, somebody proposing to somebody at the Eiffel Tower on Valentine's Day. How cliche is that? Um, but, but, <laughs> so so that's, that's all the different uh, things that, that go through in our mind when we, um, when we talk about love. And as we started last Sunday, this brand new series called Simplify, we're talking about four foundations that we need to build our Christian life on, right? And the first one we talked about was Jesus. And the last Sunday, if you remember, we talked about how Jesus gives you and me an invitation. It's our job to open that invitation and to follow Jesus wherever He leads. Amen? That's the goal as a church. So when we gather here, we we love Jesus. We believe Jesus is King. We believe Jesus should be worshipped. And we believe Jesus is the one that we need to live for. And last Sunday, I said that following Jesus will cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. It might cost you relationships. It might cost you people who might think differently about you. But guess what? It's worth it. Jesus is worth following because Jesus found us worthy enough to go to the cross, die, be raised on the third day, and now you and I live for him. But now the question is, how does it practically function? So last time we talked about following Jesus, and today we're going to talk about relationships. Oh, what an awesome topic, huh? Who, who doesn't need help in a relationship? The funny part is sometimes um, people uh, get counseling or get help for relationships only when, when it's a catastrophe or something horrible is happening. And I was meeting with one of my, one of my coaches recently and he said to me, you know what, counseling and coaching in relationships shouldn't only be when your relationship is like going uh, horrible. It should be when your relationship is amazing. And the one thing he always says to people is he says, you know what? I'm sure your marriage or your relationship is great, but wouldn't you like so that it can become even better? I don't know about you, but I want, I want better. I want more, like give me extra large, extra size. Like I want that on top, animal style, everything, right? That's what I'm like. I don't know about you. So today we're going to talk about relationships. And as you see in this image right here, a lot of times our lives look like this. It's a cluttered mess. So many things going on, so many opportunities. We really don't know what to focus on. Our goal and the Holy Spirit's job is going to be get you from here to here. So last time we talked about following Jesus, super important. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. And the way I titled this particular talk is, All You Need Is Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and... Uh, if you're old enough, you're also going to uh, remember that this is coming from a very, very famous uh, song uh, by the Beatles. And the funny part about the Beatles, they actually said one time, we're more f- famous than Jesus. But I don't know what they were on, but, because that's definitely not the case. Anyway, I stole their title, okay? So we're going to talk about this today. And before we even get into our text, um, here's kind of what I want to... What I want to talk about. I think um, our culture has really simplified to a, to a bad degree the, the, ter- the, the loving in general. Now, let me ask you a question. We love a lot of things, right? And you're probably like me. I love a lot of things too. So, for example, um, I love skydiving. I think it's amazing. Would I ever commit to skydiving? No. No. <laughs> Never. I don't have a death wish. I'm not trying to end my life earlier than Jesus planned it. And I think he knows better. I'm not about to do that. Do I think it's fun, exhilarating? I'm sure it is. I trust you, okay? But I'm not about to commit myself, strap myself into that bodysuit, whatever, put a GoPro on my head and be like let out of a plane at 30,000 feet. I'm not going to do that. Maybe you're more, you know, intense than I am, more power to you. I'm not sure if that's possible, but... That's just not what I'm all about. Right now. uh, Do I like, uh, do I love, uh, you know, snails and eels to eat at restaurants? Well, I don't necessarily like to eat them, but I love them. I think they're cool. They're very exotic looking like immediately when people eat snails or eels, they develop kind of like a, you know, like a British or an Elizabethan accent and they instantly put their (laughs) pinky in the air when they're eating. It's just weird. This food makes you do that. Right. Now, do I like these slithery things that I have to get like a, what's what's one of those plier-looking deals to put in my mouth? No, I don't want to do that. But do I love it? Yeah, it's cool. It looks cool. And um, I remember there was a story recently that I heard. There's a, 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 a first grade girl, she was invited to her friend's house over for dinner. So she comes over for dinner. She's like, great, I'm going to get to eat some food. <clears throat> and um, the mom basically uh, explains that, okay, what's the menu for, for the day, right? And so the mom says, you know what, we're going to have steamed broccoli for dinner. And the, the little girl's like, ooh, amazing. I love blo- broccoli. So the, the host mom's super pumped. She gets all the food out, starts passing it around. As the broccoli comes to the little girl, she's like, oh, I'm not going to have any. And the mom's like, well, why not? You said you love bro- broccoli. She's like, yeah, but I don't love it enough to eat it. And wow, really? Exactly. Get that drum roll, please. We're getting drums soon. Arturo's doing a good job. Okay, so, uh, so, so check out what happens. You, we might be thinking, oh, wow, why did this person act impolite to hosts? Here's the problem, friends. You and I are in the very same boat. We're in the very same situation. Very often we say to ourselves, you know what? We love this person, but I never want to see them. You love them so much that when you see them walking around somewhere, you take a detour, right? Who's ever done that? Don't raise your hand, right? You're like, oh, God, I got this phone call. I can't even see anybody, right? You, 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 you go on a different freeway somewhere, right? <laughs> And, but you're all about John three sixteen. You got the fish on your bumper sticker. You're like, oh, Jesus, you're the best. But we don't actually love people. So what happens to your life and to my life? We often verbally say we love people, but in reality, we don't even like them, <laughs> right? Now, this is very important. This is why I'm saying that all you need is love. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. This is going to make you feel horrible, but it's good because I have some good news coming in as well. If you've ever struggled in your life to love people who are very unlovable, to tolerate people in your life who are very intolerable, I have bad news for you first. You won't be able to ever. You won't be able to love them the way that you want. You just can't. Maybe some of you came in here today and you're thinking, you know what, this guy's actually saying the truth because I've tried to love people in my life. And every time I try to do it on my own, I really can't. It's so difficult. I would venture to say it's not only difficult, it's impossible. But because you and I love Jesus and we're here in church, Jesus says with man things are impossible, with God all things are possible. So before we even understand how we can love other people, we first need to understand how much God loves us. If we don't first understand how God's love accessed us, we won't allow other people to access the love that we have in us. It all starts with God. The Bible says God is what? God is love. God is not just he has some love. It's part of his characteristic. No, that's what he is. If you take love from God, you don't have God anymore. So the very essence of God is love. And I would venture to say the following. That The most difficult thing that you will ever strive to believe in your Christian life is that God loves you. That is the most difficult thing for people to grasp. You might think, well, it seems easy. Let me explain why. If we understand that God loves us, we don't try to live a life to be significant or to be famous or to be approved. We live out of the fact that God already loves us. Every bad decision you and I make, it's because we think God doesn't love us enough. And so that's a very difficult thing for the person to believe. So when we talk about, when we talk about love, this is a difficult question, but I'm going to venture to say that we're going to answer today. So what, what is love? What is love? It's a, it's a very philosophical question. And the thing is this, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, right? And the, when the word says love in the Bible... In, um, in the text we're going to read, that word love, it means agape love, okay? And agape love is not superficial, you know, plastic pop music love that we hear in, in songs, right? It's like, think about the songs we listen to in the radio, right? Girl, oh girl, right? Like, really? Like, three, four girls in a song? Like, you can never love that many girls, trust me. And the thing is this. Our culture bombards us with false notions of what love is. It's a cheap love. It's a fake love. It's a plastic love. The only love that's real is the love that comes from God, agape love, okay? And let me ask you a question. Have you ever experienced in life something so good to be true that you didn't believe that it was actually the, the reality. Like maybe you got a really big gift for your birthday or you got that grade that you thought you weren't going to get because you didn't study at all and then God just hooked you up because he does that, right? Um, we've all experienced that, right? It was too good to be true. When our, we get a text or we get a phone call and person's like, you cannot believe what just happened. You're like, no, no, yes, he did, right? And then it finally happens and you're like, wow, I can't believe that. Well, here's the thing. Many times uh, people, Christians, live their whole life thinking that God's love is too good to be true. And it's not because God's love for you is endless. Here's what happens. The law of God says do all these things, and we obviously understand we cannot do that. But grace comes in and says you cannot do anything for yourself. That's why Jesus is here. So the law says shame on you. Grace says shame off you. You guys with me? That's what happens. And so when we talk about what is love, we're going to go to the Bible and we're going to go to the most lovable chapter in the Bible. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open with me there. And if you don't, just look over with a neighbor next to you. And uh, so 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, if you've ever been to a wedding, it doesn't matter Christian or non-Christian wedding. I'm sure you've heard this text um, talked about before. And I'm kind of here to shatter a lot of your mis, uh, misconceptions about this text. And this particular text for first Corinthians chapter 13, if you grew up in a Christian uh, culture, you probably have a uh, calligraphy in your house with this text. It's probably um, <clears throat> embroidered on a quilt Um, hanging in your breakfast room and you look at it every single day okay if you're more christian than most other people you probably put a a bumper sticker uh, first corinthians chapter 13 everybody thinks it's the love chapter it's this warm and fuzzy chapter you put on hallmark cards and you basically read it everywhere there's love where i'm here to tell you that this um actually is was a very not not as uh, not as a warm and fuzzy as we thought listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.